0: Hey, Coach Lori here. If you have ever thought about doing a podcast, I have got great news for you. September 11, 12, and 13, I am running a free three-day challenge to answer all your questions, to help you get clear, to see if podcasting is for you. I'd love to see you there. Click the link below if you'd like to join a free three-day podcast class.
1: It's like that phrase that we see all the time. Let them, let them, let them think what they want about you.
0: Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do over or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one. Then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Sherilyn hempville is with us, and she likes to be called Cher. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So we always start with your wonderful life. Tell us all about you and what you do and what you love about it.
1: What I do is I am medically retired, meaning I had a major surgery, which kind of like altered the course of my life. So now my focus is ostomy awareness. So I just try to talk to women about just accepting their circumstance and their bodies. And it's really helped me actually kind of move through that. I mean, my life is so much better now because I was sick all the time. And so I felt like I wasn't able to just live. And now that I'm not sick, I am able to travel more. I am able to spend more time with my daughter. I am able just to be me. And what that means for me is, like, I have changed so much over the course of the last few years. And I have really settled into who I am, meaning my dreads, the way I dress. I used to dress so like I was told I dressed like an angry fairy because I was like always in black leggings, business attire. And now I've been told that I dress so colorful (laughs) (laughs) and I just put on what makes me feel good. I believe for myself, living a beautiful life means being who I am and accepting myself for who I am. Yeah, I have an ileostomy. This is my second time having it, but this time now it's permanent because I had colorectal cancer and it really, it was life or death situation years ago. And then throughout the years, my insides just got worse and worse. So when I first had my ileostomy, you know, it messes with your mind and you, a lot of people with ileostomies tend to like shrink and hide because it's not understood. People don't understand it. They think, Oh, it's only people in nursing homes. They're dirty. They're this, they're that. So there's a lot of stigma behind it. So when I first had it, I hid. I didn't want to go anywhere. I stayed in my house. I'm like, nope. (laughs) This time around, I told myself, I am not going to let it beat me. I am not going to let it define me in that way. This time around, I'm like, I decided to document my journey, which I've done on TikTok, I've documented my journey. I have changed my bag in front of the camera. I'm answering questions, just really displaying being comfortable with who I am. And in return, that's helped a lot of women go, oh, I can live this life versus hide. So it's really become my passion. And yeah, that's what I love
0: now. I love that you're so willing to be vulnerable and to recognize that if you're struggling with it, other people are too, and that you are so willing to say yes. You've kind of touched on where you came from, but it sounds like before you had this life, things weren't so great. And maybe you can tell us like where you came from to get to where you are my previous life,
1: I've spent my career in retail management. And retail management, it's a it's a tough walk out there. <laughs> you're working sometimes 24-hour shifts. You're like retail management, you're in the trenches. It's a hard life and it's really hard on your body. And you're expected to have a certain persona. Sometimes that persona is not who you are the way I had to dress, the way I had to present myself. I couldn't be this magical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you are (laughs) magical.
1: Before, and if I'm being completely honest, I was married for a very long time in my previous life to a man who didn't accept who I was and wanted me to be the cookie cutter individual, wanted me to be what society expected of me. Since that is now gone and I've been divorced from him for a very long time, it took me a while to kind of be like, wait, no, that's not who I am. This is who I want to be. And then I met my husband, my current husband, which we've been married almost nine years. He's the most accepting, kind, and loving man. And he is really nurtured my individuality that is such a refreshing place to be he's got not one tattoo he's very like not one tattoo not one piercing but here I am with sleeves and gauges and piercings everywhere and every time I come home with something new he's like okay do you love it yep then I love it because you're happy it really helps when you have that loving partnership that does stop us society stops us from being who we want to be everybody's put in a box (laughs) you were a girl you must wear pink no (laughs) not necessarily (laughs) if you like pink yeah for me it's about finding the right people to surround yourself with your tribe that accepts you for who you are and if you are being who you are the tribe will find you
0: You said you had a medical issue that kind of took you out. So was it an overnight thing that started your change to get to where you are now? Well, I think it's been a series of things from leaving
1: a controlling environment in my previous marriage, from leaving that created a change in me. Then I still had a lot of work to do. Undo everything that was learned with a lot of bumps in the road, trying to figure out who I was. And then I believe it really was 2021 where I really settled into who I was because my health had taken a turn. I was told I was going to have to have my ileostomy permanently. That messed up with my head, you know, and then I had to make a decision at that moment to let it destroy me like it did before or to own it (laughs) and make it my superpower. (laughs) I decided to own it and make it my superpower. And that really was the defining moment for me. Now I'm not saying that I still don't have bad times within having my ostomy and, and having to deal with the things that I have to deal with, but being able to go, nope, it's okay. This does not define me and being able to put myself out there for other women to see. You're still beautiful. Live out loud. It's okay. It really helped me grow into this person. Because I would say my, like, when I started the TikTok thing, I didn't know what, my daughter did TikToks. I didn't know. (laughs) I'm like, what is this thing? What is this thing? And I just started documenting my journey. And through that, seeing the amount of women and men that would reach out to me going, thank you. Thank you for doing this. I was in such a bad place. Or really helped me heal and me become the person I am. So I really think my ostomy set the life I am in now and the skin I am in now propel forward. Because I really had to make a choice. I wanted to choose life. So I had to make a decision in that moment. Do I want to do what I did last time, which was hide and not give myself a chance Or do I want to live? Do I want to live out loud? Do I want to help others see themselves as who they truly are, which is beautiful? And so that's the choice I made. And that propelled me to where I am now.
0: I love that. You said earlier, like it was a progression and you had a lot of work. Will you talk to us about work? Tell us what your work entailed for you to get more healthy after coming out of a relationship and all of that. The work was really just around my identity my worth, being
1: able to look at traumas and sit and process those and heal from them. Because what I had done in the past was, okay, this happened. I don't have time to process. And this is how a lot of people go through life. I don't have time to process this one thing. So I need to move on. They move on and then they have something else they have to process. It's no time. And then pretty soon we are so full (laughs) of trauma. We are so, so full that it can't go anywhere. We can no longer function normally until we sit down and are able to look at ourselves and say, okay, where do I want to go from here? Who am I? And not who society wants me to be. Not who this person wants me to be, but who am I? Counseling, a lot of counseling. (laughs) It's always nice to have that third party that knows nothing around you that just can help you process and hold you accountable. Accountability is a big thing. Someone to hold you accountable to growth and movement. And that's what I've experienced with my husband as well. I have been so guarded for years because of my previous relationship that with him, I have had to do a lot of healing from the past because I thought I was
0: all healed. Have you heard, if not now, when, if not you, then who are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast, check out leaving a legacy at That's coach www.coachlaurie.com. And let's get started on your second act now.
1: I have had to do a lot of healing from the past because I thought I was all healed. And then you get into another relationship and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not so healed. But again, having a partner that is in lockstep with you and is able to go, okay, I get it. I get why you're having this moment. Now let's talk it through. So my healing moments when healing from another relationship, especially with my husband, James, is he talks... Things with me. He sits down when I am like in a panic mode, or I am like, well, this is the end of the world. (laughs) Right. Like, and he's like, wait a second, (laughs) let's talk about this. Once we sit down and we have this like conversation, and he's like so loving and welcoming and like got me regardless. And through that process with James, having someone that is so there for you and invested in your growth as well, I felt safe. Loved, worthy, and that really helped and still helps because it's an ongoing process. It's helped me feel those things. I am worthy. I am safe. What's next? So it allows the door to be open to what's next. And it's exciting.
0: I love that. What's next? So you talked about trauma, and something that I'm seeing a theme is when. People decide to look at their trauma, tell the story, get some help. They actually get freedom where beforehand they thought they had to stuff it. Cause if they looked at it, that would be the end of the world. Can you talk about your trauma journey? You
1: know, there's of course trauma in my previous marriage. I'm still getting free from that. If we're being honest now, I've been divorced since 2008, but I'm still getting free from that with the help from my current husband, being able to heal from that process. But With that, it's taking back my power and who I am, not letting anybody else and their opinion of me define me. It's like that phrase that we see all the time, let them, let them, let them think what they want about you. You know who you are. I've spent so many years trying to convince other people of who I am. And that's exhausting. Healing from that trauma and being able to go, okay, sorry, feel that way not giving the power to them to define who I am. So that was very healing for me. I have learned that process. It's been a very long time since I've been there, but I am just now learning to say, let them. Because life's a journey. There's a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of bumps in the road. And as far as my big traumas in life, as far as my ostomy goes, it's some heavy trauma when you have colorectal cancer and medical burnout where you're just like... Enough is enough. Stop touching me. <laughs> Everybody needs to stop. I mean, nothing is sacred anymore. The amount of things that they have to do to my body all the time. That's so traumatic and it's trauma. In order to heal from that, I had to just lean in and accept my ostomy. Leaning in just means I can't hide. I can't let it sink me. Sometimes power through the medical aspect of it, but then allow yourself time to cry. Allow yourself time to have those bad days. I used to think that I couldn't have bad days. If I showed my bad days, I was weak. And that was hard because you're always on. You always have to be like, "No, I'm fine. I've got this. It's great. It's okay." And that's so exhausting. But now, I'm like, "No, sorry. I'm I'm not okay today. I need my time in bed because my body is telling me I can't do this." And not feel bad about it or go upstairs, lay down and take a nap and not feel bad about it. I had this conversation with my therapist, past trauma had me like I would lay down and I'd be like, oh my gosh, my body just, I hurt. I'm tired. I just need a nap. And I would lay here, close my eyes and I would hear my husband coming up the stairs and I would jump up like I was doing something. As I'm talking to my therapist about this, she goes, what would your husband do if he came in and saw you napping? like he would probably just be very quiet and be like oh I'm sorry babe go to sleep and then shut the door and let me take a nap with with no second thought but in my head I thought I was going to be in trouble or called lazy or <laughs> something yeah those traumas are hard to heal but just being able to say I am safe I say that to myself all the time I am safe it is okay I am worthy. I am safe. I say these things to myself all day long because it reminds you that it's okay. You're not in a situation where you're going to be harmed or talked down to. Yeah, that's how I healed those past traumas. And it's an ongoing situation. You're always going to have triggers. I
0: really like that you brought up the whole medical thing because I was reading an article about some people when they're going through cancer or different things where they do end up with an ostomy bag that they're in a teaching hospital, there is absolutely no privacy. And although we look at the greater good, there that it still induces trauma. So can you talk ab- about that a little?
1: I was in a teaching hospital and I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks after my surgery and during COVID too. So my family wasn't able to come in, right? So <laughs> you're by yourself <laughs> and the worst possible pain and situation of your life. and You just don't have your support system. I uh, did on FaceTime, but it's not the same. So being in a teaching hospital, whew. Okay, first of all, colorectal cancer, they're up in your business all the time. And my surgery consisted of a complete procolectomy, which means they took out my rectum. It is sewn up. It's called a Barbie butt. Like, I do not have a bottom anymore. And they took out my colon and large intestines and everything is sewn up. And But what that entailed is... <laughs> Like these young nurses and bless their little heart. This young boy, he's like training to be a nurse and he's having to come into my room and they're like, oh, can he be in here? Okay. Where I'm having to drop my drawers and show them my bum. They're literally taking photos to send to the doctor. So you're kind of just like, you feel like a science experiment almost. You really have to try to like desensitize yourself from it because You always have somebody coming in that room that is trying to learn from you. Yes, greater good, like you said, that greater good, right? This person's going to be able to help the next person. But what it does to the individual, it really does make them feel like a science experiment. Their feelings aren't taken into consideration. That's exhausting. That's really exhausting sometimes. I just want everybody to stop touching me. (laughs) How how did you cope with that? I make a lot of jokes. I try to minimize the pain by using humor. And that's how I got through it and get through it. Even when I was diagnosed, my first surgeon, they would have to do scopes before they removed everything. And they would take a scope up there and I would just make jokes. Oh, you're going to send me flowers later, you know, or, oh, you turn off the light, mood lighting, you know? So it's kind of like, you just kind of got to find humor in it because if not, you'll cry. That's why I've always said, I got to find the humor because if not, you're going to find me in the corner crying. That's a lot to go through. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a lot. No wonder you want to help people. Yeah. I get a lot of people on TikTok saying, oh, I'm I'm about ready to have that surgery or what can you tell me? It helps me helping them. Because if I had to go through this, okay. And the universe said, you're going to go through this because you're going to help other people go through it. I have to accept that. That's what the universe said. <laughs> so that's what I need to do. So I can either take it and I can hide and I can feel sorry for myself, or I can choose to be like, Nope, I'm going to be as open as I possibly can. Here's the good, bad, and ugly. You're strong enough to get through it, and I'm here for you. It's helping me heal. It helps me get through because the minute I feel like, oh, what am I doing? Or I feel bad, or I feel like I can't get to the next day, someone messages me and says, thank you, I needed this. And then then I go, okay, that's why I'm doing this.
0: And then it helps me get to that next day and that next, what's next? <laughs> You've said this a couple of times, how in a way you're living your best life right now, but that doesn't mean it's easy. There's still hard days. I love that you tell people you can do hard things. Like you're not trying to sugarcoat it. You're almost saying this is going to suck, but let's hold hands. <laughs>
1: yep. This is going to suck, but we're going to get through it together. We're warriors. That's what we do. What do you really want people to know? That they are worthy. They are stronger than what they think they are. I hear so many times, I don't know what I would do if I was in your position. I don't know if I could do that. I'm not strong enough. People always say, You're so so strong. And I'm like, okay, I wouldn't have chose this. And I did, okay. I didn't know how strong I could be until I was forced to decide whether I was going to be strong and make it through the situation. People just don't understand their strength inside. They got it. They got it in there. Sometimes it's just about not feeling alone while they go through it. And that's what I really want people to know is they're not alone when they go through it.
0: If someone's going through it, how can they find you?
1: I have a TikTok, share share.hemphill.com. H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L. And you can find me there. And I have videos on me changing my bag, answering questions. And then I try to do a lot of, it's fun lip syncing stuff. So I try to do a lot of inspirational stuff and funny stuff because humor's a deflection sometimes.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say trying to lip sync to video is harder than it looks. <laughs> it, is. it truly is. <laughs> Is there a book that you're reading or a book that you recommend? Right now, I am working on, I am working on, it's a self-love
1: workbook. It just goes through and it's very thought-provoking and you're answering questions and it's really taking a deep dive into who you are and who you want to be. And then also, be kind to yourself. The author is Megan Logan and it's Be Kind to Yourself. It's a 52-week workbook. Two workbooks. Yeah. Again, it's self-love. We got to find a place where we're happy with ourselves. I can't expect my husband to be the source of my happiness. I can't expect my daughter to be the source of my happiness. So I got to find it within me. The way to do that is to really take an inner look at yourself and the workbooks help guide you.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I just love your Vulnerability and I just love your sparkle. I can just see you're a person full of joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the interview. Coach Lori here. I am not link. If you have ever thought about doing a podcast, I have got great news for you. September 11, 12, and 13, I am running a free three-day challenge to answer all your questions, to help you get clear, to see if podcasting is for you. I'd love to see you there. Click the link below if you'd like to join a free three-day podcast class. Three things we learn from Sherry Lynn. Acceptance is healing. Let them and find the humor in hard situations. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.